Here we go. And we're live in three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of PNC. What does that mean, Akio? Post not clarity. Post not clever day. Episode 21. Oh, shit, eh? And we have a guest in studio. Let's the go. one, the only, Buck Nicolsi. Nicolsi? Am I pronouncing it right? Nicolsi. Is that yeah. short for Buckaroo? It is not short, unfortunately. <laughs> I might change it because that's Buckaroo. a great suggestion. Um, it's short for Wukwasi, but even back home, no one can pronounce that. Yeah. So I've just always gone by Buck. It's just easier for everyone. Buck. Yeah, it's a dope no. name, man. I love yeah. it. Sorry, what was your full name? Wukwasi. Wukwasi. Am right. I saying it right? Yeah, you're saying it. And it's a trip because my last name is Nkosi, so it's Wukwasi Nkosi, and they oh, both end in O-S-I. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> and then my parents, like, I'm like, oh, you know this kind of rhymes, it sounds similar, and they're just like, no. It doesn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what? And what? Is that a dialect, or what language is yeah, it? Yeah, so it's uh, a language called Ndebele, which is, um, I guess, it, it comes from Zulu. Okay. So mm-hmm. my tribe is originally from South Africa. So you had the Zulu nation. Yes. And then at some point, the Ndebele is dispersed to Zimbabwe, which is more north, north, yeah, north of the south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've been to South Africa wow. a couple of times, and I went to Kenya for a safari. It's 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 a trip out there, man. Oh, it's your like, salad story, I remember. Oh, God, that's the word. I don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> I know that story, too. <laughs> that's the worst. Oh, so you're telling everybody, huh? Yeah. That's, that's my, <laughs> that's yeah, my, my special Kenya story. <laughs> my special salad. <laughs> it's, it was not special. Yeah. But, um, Buck, you are... what? You are... Are you, like... How I look at you, I, I see you as... You are Chaos Club. Uh, I mean, are you are a big part of Chaos Club? I don't want to. Okay, you, I need some background. What's Chaos Club? We're gonna get into it, bro. Okay, okay. Yeah. I thought that was a good segue. I was trying to be like, you oh, know, smooth, yeah, GQ yeah. smooth. Like, what? What is called Chaos? me out. Yeah, My bad. That, that's my job, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I would say I'm a I'm a small part of Chaos Club. It's a big team. It's very humble. Um, big team, and you know that's how it all comes together. It's yeah. just team effort, super talented individuals, and I'm just fortunate to be around talented people, yeah. hardworking people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, talented, hardworking. I'm not part of Chaos Club. There's, there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason. Um, so what does Chaos Club do exactly? It's a digital platform, right? Or is it... I know it's so much more than that, so I don't want right. to sell it short. Yeah, so basically, uh, it's, it's two parts. So Chaos Club is a digital record label and management company. Mm-hmm. Um, so we manage artists, we distribute music, and then the other half is we are a, a content creation agency slash studio. So basically, we also make content for other artists that are outside of our roster, other labels, um, you know, athletes, brands, whoever mm-hmm. just wants, I guess, cool content. Cool content. No yeah. doubt. No oh doubt. my god, that's so interesting. I'm very yeah. inclined to this now. You have some, you have some pretty, you know, up and coming local talent <coughs> yeah. on your. <clears throat> no, no, Nolan, you're not on oh. there yet. I mean, you, y'all, can, <laughs> y'all can have a meeting afterwards and see if you want to sign them. That's not even that bad. That's pretty good. Don't fucking lie to me. Better than me. Look at my face and lie to me. It was better than I could do. That's for fucking sure. But um, so yeah. you got Boswell on there. Yep. Got uh, Crescent. No. Uh, Kelland. Kelland. Fuck, Jamon. my bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 there's so many young talent in Vancouver. I get confused. It's all good. It's all good. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out everyone. Yeah. Those shout guys are everyone, dope, man. Shout out everyone. Kellen is more electro EDM. Electro EDM. Yeah. 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 Um, and so he actually just released an EP last night. Nice. Uh, and Jamon, I don't know if you've seen, but he completely rebranded. Yeah. So he's now very like indie pop. Wow. Just kind of like fits more with his personality. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's interesting. And then Boslin's hip hop. Boslin's hip hop. So your label has like 
quite a range of artists. 100%, yeah. Yeah, are they mostly local or do you have anyone kind of international or? Uh, mostly local, but on the content side, we're not talking to people in a few different pockets. You know, some people in France, some people in South Africa, some people in Japan. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, music and culture is so global now that totally. you can collaborate and work with people anywhere in the world. Especially now because everything's virtual. So I yeah. feel like it's even easier to collaborate with people who may not be in your same time zone. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Boom. Fuck. That was good. That was, I'm, 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 I'm blown away. I'm like, I'm holy shit. Back. Um, so how did you get started with like how was it how did you get involved like how did this all come about um okay so before i started chaos club i was working with manila gray um you know that's still the family those are the day ones and how i got involved with them is at the time when i first moved to canada uh how long ago did you move here i want to say like almost seven years and where did you move from Zimbabwe. We went over this, nice. bro. Yeah. Remember that Zulu nation? Yes, but I, I thought, <laughs> I I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you were living somewhere else before. Yeah, no, that's fair. I don't know. That's yeah. a fair question. I just like that's fucking with Nolan. Don't be a see, yeah. uh, see you next Tuesday. Oh, uh, fair. Yeah, so basically moved out to Vancouver about seven years ago from Zimbabwe. And um, I first got involved in the music scene as a whole because when I was like in my first, second year, uh, I linked up with the boy Joshua Jakai and we started a, a clothing brand, a streetwear brand called Frontliners. I know Joshua. Oh yeah? Oh my God, Frontline, uh, sorry, Frontliners, that's yeah, you? Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> what a small world, SFU, right? SFU, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah, when SFU with Josh, we started Frontrunners and my thing was like, hey, I wanna get experience while I'm in school. So instead of just like reading books all day, I was like, I wanna be able to apply stuff, I wanna be networking, meeting people. 100%. Just learning, yeah. really. And so, through you starting frontrunners, I started to meet a lot of artists and, you know, started to get involved in the scene here. Like, I would wait outside, like, when someone would come here in town to perform, I would wait outside their green room for, like, two hours to just give them <laughs> a jacket type shit. And, be, and, like, all my life, I was just a huge music fan. Like, right. huge, huge music nerd. I knew everything about the industry. I was the one always, like, downloading the latest mixtapes. I always knew what was coming out. But, you know, growing up I'm in Zimbabwe. You up for new music. Oh, dude, Please. go for it. But the thing is, in Zimbabwe, it never seemed viable. So it was never even in my mind, like, oh, I'll ever pursue something seriously in music. Yeah. I was like, yeah, something I'll just always enjoy. You know, it's something you just do for fun. There wasn't mm -hmm. much of an industry. So directionally, I thought, like, career-wise, I'd go a very different direction. Yeah. And so, you know, doing frontrunners, meeting people in the scene, huge music nerd, I ended up connecting with uh, Manila Gray. So when I'm in Manila Gray, they had just, uh, I guess, started as Manila Gray. Um, after rebranding, and then you know, um, Izal and myself were managing uh, Sullivan and Nico, and we basically just kind of grew it. And it was one of those things. Where I was like, "Yo, bro, I don't know the first thing about management, but I really love your sound. I like the energy. Um, I'll do whatever it takes. Right, like, yeah. I'll figure it out." Yeah. I mean, it you can't saw be, the goal. You yeah. saw the potential. Right. I was like, I mean, it can't be impossible. No, like, exactly. just just figure it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so, yeah, we- Make we, it till you make it, right? Exactly. Just and, and I was the type of person who's like, you know, either I'm going to read about it, I'll hit someone up, I'll, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But we'll figure it out yeah. one way or another. So I started doing that and Manila Gray started growing and, you know, getting on playlists and streaming. And I think like now it's probably like over like 70 million streams across platforms. God damn. Or more. Damn. And like, we saw it from like, you know, close to zero. Back to fucking manage us. <laughs> yeah, <literally. laughs> so yeah i mean we, we we saw that that thing grow and then like you know the guys evolved and it, it, it keeps on getting bigger and they're doing their thing and so that's how i first got involved from an industry's perspective and then um sometime around like a year a year and a half ago i was like you you know there's 
other Manila Gray type artists in Vancouver that are super talented that have a keen eye that are <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, no, man. yeah. <laughs> I was like man there's so much talent here but there's no infrastructure there's no business infrastructure the resources just don't exist mm-hmm. outside of like maybe let's say like the grant system but even to get there you have to be at a certain level but there was no I guess collective developing talent and making sure that all of the resources around that having the business expertise having the financial expertise yeah. having the network to really like kind of like put things together <clears throat> and um that's when chaos club was formed out of that need of like there's so much talent here um why isn't there more labels here there, yeah. there wasn't a single like i guess hip-hop label for the type of music that we kind of make mm-hmm. right and we're just like why is that? i mean like no offense to other labels that yeah, exist that i course. didn't know about but i mean like on a scale where like that's what the kids are into yeah that's yeah. what people are looking and, and seeing like oh this is bubbling up this is growing traction and yeah so basically uh me and my my good friend zach we we came together and like okay let's start this thing and then you know natasha our creative director and then started pulling in the pieces and you know uh made with the artists that we really liked uh and you know it, it was all so organic and everyone came together yeah, that's important such a talented team. nothing's forced and i I really love liking being older older gentlemen myself <laughs> i love seeing guys like you and nolan young kids fucking going after it and actually applying some of this shit yeah you know, everyone just talks about their ideas and their goals and, and their aspirations but only a real handful of people actually get after it you know mm-hmm, what i mean yeah. like you said buck you didn't really have any experience or previous know-how on how to get you know that that label started but like you said it's you're not like we're not like you know curing cancer here like it's we're doing very intricate things but like you know you're a good person you're a smart guy you can figure it out and i i think i really believe that if you're a smart person and like you're you're not a fucking asshole yeah. you can almost you know do anything you fucking want you can yeah. learn it you can figure it out whether you you know trial by fire and you just kind of throw yourself to the wolves and get after it or you know you read books and or you reach out to your networks i mean vancouver's small like you guys obviously just didn't know each other yeah. officially mm-hmm. till today yeah but <laughs> you guys like you you have that uh, friend now in we common have that from network Locker. yeah <laughs> we probably Locker. know so many people <laughs> in mutual too <laughs> front runner front runner <laughs> <laughs> my bad yeah, yeah. Shout out we were just at a festival i, yeah. I got confused <laughs> i slid that in there but it's so it's so refreshing it's so awesome and that's why we wanted to have you on buck Cheers. um and get your fucking you know your story out there um and just talk about you know some of your successes some of your you know struggles and all that kind of thing yeah um and get your opinion on on just the industry as a whole like where do you see the industry going um moving forward like how do you like i know vancouver really isn't i don't think known as a a hot, a hub or a hot or spot a, yeah for for music i mean i think that's fair to say at this I point agree. but <clears throat> it sounds like it it could be yeah so I mean, where do you see the future of uh, the music industry going in Vancouver? Uh, I think it's definitely growing a lot. Um, we've seen a lot of growth over the last few years in, in terms of just like the elevation of quality of you know the music, the visuals, everything that's around it. Uh, we've seen an increased like attention from Toronto, from you know big music companies in the states. Like now, like when I talk to A and R's um, in the states at the major record labels, like they're asking me about other people in Vancouver, and I'm like, oh, that's crazy. What that are A and R's? So basically ANRs uh people that work for major record labels mm-hmm. that essentially um I think it's called like to uh, enlist talent or look for other talent basically so they okay. look for talent and once they have the talent they develop them so like connecting them with producers connecting them with opportunities with right. songwriters and kind of overseeing that creative aspect so some of like their role 
is kind of managerial, but not. Right. Um, and so an A&R would be like a scout. Okay, gotcha. So they would scout an artist, you know, sign an artist, develop the talent, and as they grow, they kind of um, first coordinate everything, facilitate the relationships and that sort of thing. Right. And so, like, we've been talking to a few that have been reaching out over the last, like, year or so. And it's been interesting how, like, now everyone's interested in what's going on in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Such a beautiful city, Mm -hmm. so vibrant, great people. So, of course, we have some beautiful sounds. Yeah, right? (laughs) You would think. It just comes with it. Yeah, and I think like <laughs> now is a good time. Like it, it, it's coming up. Um, a lot of people are doing it well. A lot of people are are creating good music that's resonating with people outside of Vancouver, mm-hmm. resonating globally. Yeah, it's I mean, you crazy. look at you look at Canada. We have some of the biggest fucking artists in the world. Yeah, you know, Bieber, Drake, The Weeknd. You go further back, you got like Nelly Furtado. Yeah, you got like oh, my permission. Celine Dion. Yeah. Is she Celine Dion? She is. Canadian, Canadian, right? Yeah, 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 I mean, like we have fucking Brian Adams. We have like who? Come on, <laughs> everything <laughs> I do, I do it for you. <laughs> anyway, you should sign him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll be, I'll be background singer. <laughs> like, we have so much fucking talent, so like, much in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's unexplored, 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 undeveloped, unexplored. Yeah. Anyway, we have some shit. Virgin talent, and Buck's gonna that be the one. Fucked. And Chaos Club Digital is gonna be the label to bring these fucking guys, mm-hmm. our girls, our bands, or whatever, up to the next level. I'm 100%. super excited. We win some fucking Oscars. We're gonna see him on the fucking 100%. Oscars. One hundred percent. Another Grammys. ten, fifteen years. I yeah. feel like you guys will be fucking huge. One hundred percent. We're gonna see him taking a Grammy home. Oh. And, Going on after after party. I'm like, with yo, that guy was on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, hey, what up? Don't forget about us, man. <laughs> I'll give um, you guys a shout out. What a on stage. So I've been really, really curious about yeah. kind of your process on learning how to run a business. Right. And um, you were saying how earlier that you just didn't know how to do it, and you were reading books, and um, I guess reaching out to networks. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit more about that right. whole process. Like, yeah. how did you get into it? How did you learn? And uh, what did you learn from it? Um, I I think that. The the best thing to do when starting any endeavor, be it learning business or anything else, is just mm-hmm. to be super curious, right? And I think today information is so abundant um, and there's infinite ways to access the information. So my thing was understanding how I process information the best, what I can do to make it sustainable. You know, some people are like, oh, like, okay, read a book. But if you're not someone that can sit down and concentrate on that, yeah, you might do it for one day, but that's not sustainable. And therefore, yeah. in the long term, you won't really learn much. And so for me, it was kind of like um, a lot of self-reflection, mm-hmm. understanding who I am, how I process information, what keeps me interested, what keeps me engaged. Um, and then, you know, that process of, you know, you start off with uh, like asking people questions and then they connect you to someone. Then you ask them questions and always being curious. I mean, listening to podcasts, watching videos on YouTube, um, going back in the vault of just like old articles that I could find online. Right. And then a lot of it is just like keeping up with what's going on in any given industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like career wise, I was always like stuck between two worlds in a sense, uh, one being tech and one being music and right. entertainment. And they're very different in terms of the output, but I think all business fundamentally, there's certain principles and certain yeah. things apply, at the yeah. foundational level that apply. Mm-hmm. Like be a good person. Yeah. Don't fucking lie. <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking steal people's money. Right. I, I'm so surprised at how many businesses and, you know, people, operations don't, don't fall under that mantra. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, there's so many nightmare stories of people, like, you know, either being, you know, 
not paying their staff or whatever. Yeah. Sorry, diverse. But I just want to <laughs> throw that in there. Just, it fucking grinds my gears. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would say it was just like a lot of um, self-reflection and, you know, understanding how I process information, uh, staying driven, staying hungry, wanting to see something grow and, you know, just enjoying what I do. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, yeah. I think um, you should enjoy what you do always and it'll work out. Yeah, it's kind of contradictory. I don't necessarily believe that you can only be successful at things you be, you're passionate about. Because for that to to happen anyway, like yeah, they have to be really good at that thing that yeah. you're passionate about, yeah. and it has to fulfill a need. And so I could be passionate <coughs> about you know making microphones, but if I'm not great at that, yeah. it doesn't really matter how passionate I am. But I think it definitely helps, and it makes the experience that much more better. If yeah, you enjoy it's what you're genuine. Doing. Like right. it's not forced. You know, yeah. you wake up in the morning, you look forward to going to work or getting to work, and you know, you put that effort in. It's gonna hopefully end up, you know, netting some results and financially and all that kind of thing that come along with it. Like, yeah. you know, so many people out there go to their job and they hate it. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. out there like just grinding and they're like they just can't wait to be done. They check in, check out. Their job is their job, and that's it. But most successful successful people that I know really enjoy whatever they do and really bring a passion to it, and that 100%. shows, right? Yeah, right. It shows in their work. It shows in the out the outcome of whatever they're they're you know doing. So yeah, it's fucking it's awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, those principles are fucking you know pretty basic, and it's it's amazing that not everyone. It's, a, it's such a simple thing that yeah. people seem to skip over that step for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like people just look at like what's immediately in front of them yeah. and you know as human beings that's definitely a fault of ours that we tend to act in the short term even yeah. though we tell ourselves that we think for the long term so it's mm-hmm. kind of like oh let me just get a, a quick one two dollars here let yeah. me just kind of do this quickly but you're not really thinking about the repercussions that that has on the on a long-term basis so do you think that's anything to do with like i know like guys or people your age and even younger I think that, you know, how social media and everything, everything is almost immediate. You want immediate, you know, your, you get a notification, you want an immediate reply to your text, blah, 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 blah. Do you feel that that has kind of played into that whole thought process for people trying to get to where they want to be? Um, like, I, I don't think so. I mean, the way I look at at the world and, and how we operate is kind of weird, I would say, in the sense that, I don't think that us wanting to text someone and instantly get a reply is any different from someone a few hundred years ago writing a letter and wanting to get a response back as opposed to, you know, having to travel a thousand miles or however yeah. long to get to, to that person and give them the information. Mm-hmm. So I think we've always been on this journey, on this quest to make things faster, yeah. to make things easier. And, you know, a lot of people... Uh, like let's say 200 years ago, 100 years ago, would have looked at a train as like, no, like you could just take a horse there. Or like, why, why do yeah. you need the train? Why do you want that instant gratification of yeah. getting somewhere? That's a good point. But do you think that hinders our levels of patience now where if we can't get something right away, do we want to give up with, on it or keep keep working towards it? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm also not someone that really like romanticizes the past because I wasn't there. Yeah. In, in a sense, so I can't really speak on what things were like before because I feel like as human beings, we, we have a tendency to look favorably on the past and the future mm-hmm. yeah. and never on the present because in the present, you experience all of it. <clears throat> but in the future, it's easy to imagine a better situation. In the past, it's easy to imagine that, well, like things were more good than they were bad in, yeah. so, like in certain social aspects. And so I, I think the way I think about it is like, look, we're progressing and we're evolving and as our technologies evolve it makes us evolve too so it's not necessarily that 
people in the past wouldn't have done the same thing had they had the same tools. Right. So I kind of look at it as like we're always on that quest for immediate gratification. Yeah. We're always on that quest to make things easier and faster. And the more that happens, we kind of evolve with it. And I, I think that, and it's just my opinion, that I don't think we could compare let's say how someone was 50 years ago to now because had they had those tools 50 years ago they would have been the same <laughs> they would have yeah. been the exact same had yeah. they had those tools 200 years ago they would have been the exact same right I mean, we talked about this a bit on last podcast about like evolving versus adapting yeah like i mean evolving to me anyway you know means a, a lot more than adapting like yeah. we can adapt pretty quickly as humans like you know whether it's you know wearing figuring out you know we have to wear warm clothes when it's clothes or or whatever like adapting is this fucking you have to adapt to survive yeah right? whereas evolving is more of a fucking internal process that you know touches on a lot of different things where you know if you want to be more evolved i think you need to be more like quote unquote woke you know yeah. all those kind of things which i'm not sure we are doing with you know along with technology uh, technology has definitely evolved it's definitely yeah. you know and we're adapting to those things, but I'm not sure that we are, we're really evolving, if, yeah. that, if that makes sense. That makes sense. And it's hard because you think about it is in the last, let's say, 30 years, we've hardly evolved in terms of our physicality, in terms of our, our brain and everything yeah, else. Not at all. Like not even about 2,000 years we haven't like evolved like in our brains from what I read. Right. That's true. <laughs> and then you look at like this phone was probably, it'll take like this whole room to size the amount of memory processing that you can do on this phone. Yeah. This was like 13 devices. Yeah. You know, right. it's something that you can just put in your pocket 30 years ago had to be like big devices that would fill a whole room. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm old enough to remember what it was like before emails, what yeah. it was like before internet. Stop. Yeah, no it was, way. it's insane. No So way. I'm able to, can, like, I can kind of look at the past and not have to imagine what it was like you know, before all this technological revolution. Because we're there. Because I was there. <laughs> I, when I was young. I was young. So <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I wasn't like doing all the shit I'm doing now. But I mean, it did seem like things were a lot more slow. Like I, I'll literally like be in my car. Yeah. And then I'll park and then I'll like enter two emails, send a couple texts, look something up on Google, mm -hmm. make an order for fucking furniture. Yeah. Like, and like hammer out things that would have taken me a week to do in like the 90s yeah like, you know what <laughs> so i mean so do you think that whole ideal like the whole concept of evolving first adapting applies more to people in your age group than in parts than a part yeah than, because uh, sure. what's the fucking word that i'm looking for applies to you guys yeah yeah, that applies yeah to i mean because you got buckhead like said it perfectly like you guys are just living you do, you're just like you would have to imagine what it would be like to exist in that world mm -hmm. because you didn't physically we didn't live know in that worse. world. Yeah, you didn't know, you didn't, you just know what worse. you know, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's what's scary, not scary, but interesting for me to look at, like, when, like when you guys are, even I have, when we have kids, like, they're only going to know, they're going to know the just the Max. phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I seen, you know, the social dilemma, I'm not, have you seen it, Nolan? Yes. Have you seen it, Yeah, Buck? I've seen it, Like, yeah. that shit, like, is like, some of it, like, it's I, crazy. It's like how, like, that, I didn't really like how they had a little vignette, a little like story within this documentary uh, right. that kind of was like <laughs> kind of cheesy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But for me, the irony was like I was literally watching the show and then I lost interest in I fell asleep. part of it. <laughs> and then I started, I went to my phone, and I started Googling something. I'm like, oh. Then yeah, I put it down. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> like, it's like, it's true. You're yeah. falling into the fucking, there into the web. Yeah. And then like somebody that, that the, the protagonist of the story, that young kid, you know, you saw how he went to, you know, got went down that rabbit hole went to that you know um that protest got arrested and all that stuff like yeah. 
they got oh, so I, I must have fell asleep pretty yeah, early. <laughs> but you can see how people like you know you're scrolling and like it's like they're basically what they're trying to say is that they're manipulating the information that you get based right. on yeah. what you're clicking and stuff like that, and then you know feeding you all the stuff and kind of like steering you into certain directions mm. and then all of a sudden they know exactly who you are and what you you're like, like and white like, supremacist or whatever the fuck you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, and it's it's true though because I was like for example yesterday this really fucked with me like I was driving I I like the song. And then you know how Apple Music can make a playlist for you or suggestions or whatever? Yeah. So it had like, you know, it was playing a Backstreet Boy song and then nice. I went to like <laughs> fucking Drake or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm in my car, you know, and I said this out loud. I'm like, you know, you know I feel like an Adele song would be fucking dope. Like that would be like a nice little the transition or whatever. I think that would flow nicely yeah. with these three songs previously and I shit you not no. the next song was an Adele song Yeah, I freaked the fuck out I'm like what the fuck there's no that is so fucking and scary and I didn't even have Adele downloaded or nothing that's mm-hmm. so interesting but like I, the way I look at it is like yeah but like isn't that what you wanted like that's literally yeah. what you wanted yeah, yeah but it's but fucking it's crazy that like if you say it out loud like, yeah. your phone is yeah. maybe no, I didn't, I didn't, listening and uh, maybe. fucking doing it you know yeah. what I mean but I think that like it was almost predicting like it almost knew me better than I knew me well that's the whole thing of the social dilemma yeah. right like that's what they're saying exactly. they have these fake ass avatars that they're learning and creating an online virtual version of you yeah. that they can then predict your actions yeah. and guide your entire fucking life and after watching social dilemma even though I fucking fell asleep yeah. I woke <laughs> up thinking about how fucking scared it is how fucking scary our technology these days are that they can predict and therefore kind of coerce you into a different type of lifestyle that you might not have chosen yeah are you guys uh, familiar with like Neuralink and kind of what's going on with that I've heard of it like a little bit Elon Musk thing right the little like chip or whatever yeah Yeah. okay so basically I'll just like short premise is uh, a lot of people have different I guess uh, ways of thinking about AI and machine learning and deep learning Mm -hmm. and basically the idea is that People like your, um, um, Elon Musk say that, look, we have to forcibly evolve ourselves and almost merge with technology. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll be obsolete. So it's this idea, like what you're talking about with evolution before, that if we don't merge with technology at some level, we will be obsolete. And at the point where the singularity happens, so the singularity is basically at a point where we have general artificial intelligence. So right now we have narrow artificial intelligence and general artificial. (laughs) (laughs) Google. Google. That's kind of the point where, you know, we will never make a decision ever again because we'll have figured out a computer algorithm that can basically think on its own and process information. Like to the point where it's like three weeks of processing for that algorithm could be, let's say, 50,000 years of being alive as human beings and slowly like evolving our right. technology. And so he's saying like, well, if we can get to that point and it's possible, a lot of people say it happens in our lifetime in the next one, 100 years, 150 years. But if we don't evolve and merge with technology, we essentially become obsolete because yeah. there's literally nothing that we can offer. Like any topic we could think to talk about, it can process all information almost ever. Yeah. Come up with like an infinite amount of topics, have discussions with an infinite amount of perspectives on those discussions. Mm-hmm. And you have like 50, 100,000 podcasts on one topic. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. So, so the next question is, would you do it? Oh, yeah. I really? don't think we have a choice. I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where whether I do it or not doesn't change or slow down anything. It's like someone... Gonna happen, it's going to happen. 20 years right. ago, that's like, oh, I don't like phones. Technology is going to take over. Yeah, sure. Don't do it. It's going to happen yeah, with or without you. Exactly, yeah. 
I was sure. a BlackBerry guy. Do you guys know what BlackBerry phone? Yeah, mm-hmm. shout out BlackBerry. And I was like, I don't know the BBM. I on was my like, iPhone. <laughs> oh, no. that was a fucking game changer back in the that day, was, man. I remember it was like a fucking like. I had a shirt a, with my scan on it. Oh shit! Sure. I go back to the club uh, and be like, "What's up, girl?" Imagine people walking around with their Snapchat code on them. Well, it was I was a pioneer. It's a different time. Yeah. Um, but I refused to get an iPhone for so long because I'm like, I'm not gonna. I like I enjoy the the, the um the feeling of a keyboard and typing when I'm emailing and stuff. Right. And I didn't buy an iPhone for so long until like, you know, Buck saying like, well, iPhones, it's going to be a it's fucking thing, thing. With without you. So I'm like, hey, fuck, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll get a fucking, fucking iPhone. One now. But it's crazy because like, that, I don't, have you guys seen Terminator 1 or 2 with yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. in my mind, you need to watch more movies. Though. I know. Um, like Terminator 2 is like, me over. <laughs> is that, um, do you remember that's like where like the, the, the AI or the robots or whatever the fuck they are, are taking over from humans and they're basically just eliminating humans because the humans are obsolete. obsolete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it, that's my worry that it's going to play out in some kind of and, weird war. I mean, war. it's possible. Where like, AR is going to fuck, or AI, AI right? AI, yeah. Yeah. AI will take over the world. Yeah. I and, can see it happening. And some people are actually proponents that it should. Like, if depending on whether you value human life or the world. It's like, if you value human life, then yeah, AI probably, you know, can this have dubious. But if you value the world, like people say, like, like the earth will come to an end. It's like, probably humanity will, like, the earth will fine, yeah. will be fine, will probably thrive if we all disappeared, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, there's people that are like, okay, they care about the earth more than human life. And others people are like, oh, no, like, actually, the earth doesn't Might matter. be better if we turn into robots and we don't have to, you know, agriculture, we don't have to cut, like, kill animals. Yeah, but if pe- those people that are care about the world and not human life, like, so they're just like, yeah, fuck, I'm out. You know, let the world, <laughs> Peace. Yeah, let the world thrive <laughs> without any humans. Like, how, that's, no, that's it's a weird we're sentiment. we're all going to be robots. Yeah, but we're not, that means, but... Are we gonna have our consciousness? Are we gonna be like? Possibly. I've seen like movies the idea is that where you can like, save it. yeah, I've seen movies where you have discs and you save your consciousness to your disc and you upload it to bodies. I think that's fucking. Maybe cool. th- maybe we're maybe we're this is right now. Maybe we're in some wherever yeah. and someone's shit. plugged ourselves in and we're yeah. Maybe we're in a simulation. Simulation like a lot of people really believe that it's very possible that I don't like I don't exist right now. You I'm don't skeptical like this of is that. you're just yeah. imagining yeah. all of this. Hey, dude, we even been listening to many podcasts obviously because we talk about this shit. A, a lot. lot, yeah. And I do like I don't do. I you do like you know do DMT or mushrooms yeah, or psilocybin yeah, yeah. or anything like that. Like I do that fairly regularly, and it's kind of scary. I get in weird headspace where I'm like, <laughs> but I can see the I can see the matrix that the world is on DMT. Like see all these linear patterns. And I'm like, holy fuck, the Earth's breathing. Like this real oh, fuck like the Earth's breathing. It's Damn. fucked up. Like I I'm starting to believe it more and more and more, especially as I get older and older. Older. Yeah. Like it's 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 interesting. This like I would be like when we pass, we leave this vessel, like our body. Yeah. I'm so curious to know what, the next what <laughs> fucking happens because if it's like same here, we're like it's a simulation. I'm like I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder if there's an aha moment after you you die. Yeah. I you hope so. Float out of your body and you're like oh, I fucking. Knew I it. hope it's not like you just, it's just over and it's, it's just like, over. Oh. And it's Imagine if it's just you're dead. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so lame. Life. Is I love. Fucking... I think you have the idea that there's spirituality afterwards and that yeah. you roam around or that you become a ghost or a spirit or mm-hmm. a poltergeist. I'd like love I... to haunt some bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan's a very vengeful man. I'm going back, and I'm, I'm first of all I'm going to go in people's bathrooms because that's a fucking good time. But yeah. you know, better watch out, buddy. What are you going to watch in the bathroom? <laughs> what are you going to watch in the bathroom? You sick pervert. Uh, we're just leaving. We're gonna leave that alone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I know you got some weird fetishes, don't you? Ew, stop. You, do not you and OBJ. Do not. <laughs> How dare you? My bad. Um, let's go on to uh, where you grew up. Let's talk about that. Yeah. 
Because so you're from South Africa. Well, so my I guess my tribe technically is from South Africa. Yeah. But I've lived like I grew up in Zimbabwe and my whole family did, and I think like probably lived in Zimbabwe since like the 1800s. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So how would you like? So you moved over here seven years ago yeah. from there. Yeah. And was it crazy culture shock, or were you kind of like, oh, I've seen MTV? Did you move over yeah. here from school? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I did. You move along. Your, is your family here at no. all? I know. Honestly, I moved here. Um, by myself at like 18 didn't know a single person in the country yeah. like my whole family was back home i don't think i even so much as like google vancouver more than once wow like, really I didn't definitely didn't make it past like page two of google how do you so land on vancouver did, yeah how did you land at <laughs> sfu or uh, any yo, of that weird story i've told the story a few <laughs> times but so basically in my last year of high, i'll give you guys a very short summarized version of the story Thank you. In my last year of high school, my <laughs> <laughs> last year of high school, there was a lot going on. Like I had, like, I, I was I was playing rugby. I was doing a lot of extracurriculars. I had like duties at school. It's kind of different here, but like back home we have like prefects and like yeah, we had that at, at my boarding school, right? So like you I was what? Sorry, like prefects <laughs> are like kind of like like students that are like like in charge of shit with extra like like the student council. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. And we have duties. Like, you have to, like, after school, you got to, like, you know, yeah. clean Mop. shit. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. oh, like, that's very different. Yeah. But, like, back... Okay, so... My dad was in that type of program. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah where you had cool. to, like, what were your duties? clean... I guess it's different. So, with us, it, it was almost kind of like you didn't have duties like military. Kind of... Well, like, for my dad, at least. Oh, okay. So, like, back home, it depends on the type of school you're at. So, if you're, like, a old boy school, it's different. If you're a co-ed school, it's different. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, so it wasn't so much duties. It's like okay, your duty is to keep, I guess, people like make your. Hey guys, so we had a little bit of technical difficulties. This mm-hmm. is us just coming to let you know that we had to um, pause our recording and start again. So uh, if there's a giant gap in this recording, this is why. Yeah, that, that's kind of on me. Thanks a lot, Akio. Don't you would think at his age he would know how to use a computer, but... Don't vote for Tom. Vote for Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. Keep listening. <laughs> All right. You know, what, what would a different system look like? Exactly. I totally agree. I think we need to step into the 21st century and realize that, like, having two parties that represent two different wings, it just may not be the best solution yeah. to where the world is going. Yeah. In terms of, like, climate change, 100%. being liberal, technology advance, of like, everything. advancing medical care, everything like that. Yeah, because, I mean, like, a lot of the current political systems come from, like, the Greek systems. And that's, like, we're talking about, like, hundreds of years where essentially everything has been built off of kind of, like, the fundamentals from hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, we're living in a very different world with very different needs that we need to address, very different people. It's like, yeah. at some point, do we ever stop and say, huh, like, maybe this is not the best thing anymore, at least. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it's... Like we talked about before, like their constitution is written on paper with a feather. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta f- maybe we look at the a system. Chicken feather. Yeah, it's like, bro, it's um, it may not be working for you anymore. Yeah, I don't know, man. I guess it's it's that's my maybe where I, I kind of have I kind of hope we're in a simulation. Like, okay, let's try it this way, and then oh nope, that didn't work. Yeah. Reset it whenever, and let's try again. Yeah, because that's I mean, where deja vu comes from. Yeah. Is, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Shit, like dreams. Like, I had the most fucking crazy dream that I woke up about and me. I remembered it exactly. About me? No, not about <laughs> you. I can hope. But to be honest, like now, if I try to recall it, 
I can't remember any of it. Right. But I literally remember waking up and and being able to recall it. Like Maybe instantly. that's the whole point. What you mean? Maybe somebody made you forget. Who's that? Somebody that's like somebody up there. They. 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 Those motherfuckers, man. <laughs> they them. Yeah, but dreams are another. Like it's. <laughs> Like what is all the subconscious? Like what is that? Is that like, yeah. is that maybe our, our real, our moderators, our, our, our guy up there? Yeah, yeah. telling us what to do. It's all weird. So many unknowns, and it's kind of like all of these things. How do they affect even politics? Like I read one weird study that said like you can determine what party. Oh, this was based in America, and it was a very small sample size. But they said you can look at someone's brain scan and determine what party they'll support. What really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Is that oh fact check? I mean, fact check me on that. But I've definitely <laughs> seen various studies kind of with similar things that a lot right. of these things are predetermined in a sense. Like, d- based on which part of your brain is bigger. Like, we all have, you know, the brain is typically the same, but certain sizing might be different for certain stuff. That it's, just goes hand in hand with um, the whole predictive personality thing that yeah. technology is doing, right? And I feel like they're just, it's been the same thing. People are just learning how to exploit the system more. Yeah. Oh my god, that's, that's fucking terrifying. It's assimilation. I hope so. Yeah. Like if I um, play video games and you, you know you, your character dies and then he just pops up again and he doesn't know it. he didn't he has yeah. no idea what's happening. He's just like this we're starting again. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Maybe that's what happens to us. Hopefully, it's just him in a different body. Just Maybe one day we're an ant. Yeah. Oh man, I don't want to be born again as an ant. I, would, I, <laughs> I hope reincarnation isn't real. Like everything else, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You don't want to be born again? Uh, no, because yeah, unless I, I can pick what to, it is. I'm not trying to do this whole thing again. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not. Oh, yeah. I mean, imagine like being born again as like, I don't know, like a deer. And you're just like out in the wild and there's just like animals that shot down. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there's just so much. Yeah, no, I don't know. And about your entire that. life goes to spending your, or your entire life is being spent on top of a fireplace. Yeah. Oh, no. Gosh. Uh, I'm good. I'm good off that. What do you think happens when we die? I oh, honestly, I think about it all the time. But like, fuck, I really hope it's just nothing. Mm. I, I really hope that it's not just nothing. <laughs> right. There is some type of like other world that I travel to, or maybe traveling to the fifth dimension, and hopefully becoming a moderator and controlling some people on Earth. That'd be cool. He's mm. a control freak. He likes to. Be a puppeteer. I like to use my hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm used to like. You see, Buck. Yeah, yeah, he's used yeah, to it. He like he uh he he enjoys your humor. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, man? Fuck. I'm worried though, but I'm also excited. Yeah. But mostly worried yeah. about what the fuck is oh, happening. The world. Uh, yeah. what, like simulations. This that. Like. I mean, the doomsday clock is almost up, so you have. You what have, is you that? Might get your answer soon. When is that clock? Which clock are talking about? I thought we had seven more years. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's oh, just yeah. seven. The, <laughs> no, just like, yeah, seven more years. That's all everything. we need. Yeah. Well, yeah, but those clocks are all fucked up. Like that, yeah. the 2020 clock. No, wait, 2000, the millennial Mayan. clock, the Mayan clock has already passed, I believe. Why are there so many No, no, no. So I, I think those are different. So those are like the calendars. So oh, they're yeah, based yeah. at that, like, when the calendar ends, the world ends. Right. Whereas, like, and there's different but variations. Imagine they just ran out of another stone to draw on. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? We'll like, see what happens here. And they're like, ah, they probably can't survive for that long anyway. So it's fine. We don't need to. Um, But it's like, there's this concept of a doomsday clock. Uh, When the clock reaches midnight, the world ends. Like at any given point, there's like, I think seven ways the world could end. There's like, uh, a pandemic or oh pandemic. shit it's <laughs> like a natural thing there's <laughs> like nuclear war there's weren't we there's on a the few, risk for that there's a few of these things fires Fire, like there's so many things that could end the world like instantly Thanos can go like that 
Yeah, sure. literally. Sure. Just staying us. <laughs> like an asteroid. Yeah. Hits the Earth. We wouldn't know. But with like, this, this I think doomsday... we checked off like seven of those no on the shit. list. Yeah. But the doomsday clock, who, what is the basis? Of, like who made that? Like who came up with this theory? So I think the idea is if you look at the geopolitical um, stability of the world, whereas like if you look at last year, there was like, oh, is China going to go to war with the U.S.? Is Russia going to go to war with the U.S.? They mm-hmm. all have nuclear weapons. Um, we look at what's going on with global warming. It's like, well, I mean, whether some people don't believe it, some people do. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. You you look at it and saying, okay, there's a lot more wildfires now than they yeah. happened before. There's a lot more of these things. Some people argue that yes, but it's cyclical. It's not caused by human beings. Regardless of which way you look at it, on on any of these things, it's kind of like well, a nuclear war could technically happen any time. Yeah. You just need one person to press one button. Yep. And then it's done. True. And it's almost happened. What I think. Um, there was this one story about uh, a Russian Navy person that basically saved the world by not pressing the button on a nuke because that would have just triggered a world war. Oh, and gosh. like you needed three of the people on the ship or something like that to say yes. But he was like, nah, I think this is an error. So they read an error. They thought that they were being attacked. Yeah. And the other one's like, nah, press it. Let's go. Oh. And then oh, he's like, nah, 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 nah. Gosh. He's like, no, it, I think go. there's an error here. <laughs> And I forget his name, but like he literally saved the world. There's a few people that can say that they've saved the world. I think it was like 1940s. I don't know. During like all that. Yeah, I think maybe during the Cold War or just before the Mm. Cold War. And then you think about it, it's like, yeah, that's literally all it takes. And then if you look at the presidential debate yesterday, you can't really say with certainty that that would never happen. No. He could, yeah. Like he got a tweet from King John Ill or whatever his name is. Like, yeah. I'm impressed today. <laughs> Boom. And it's yeah. over. I mean, yeah. And there's various ways that could happen. So I think the idea is like now, because like you're saying, it's more polarized. Everything is more tense mm-hmm. than ever. Um, global warming is happening. Kind of we're feeling its impacts more and more. Yeah. So the idea is that once that clock strikes midnight, one of those things happens. What's the date? Um, I don't know what the date is. I it's saw another one. like from now, right? Yeah. Like this week, there was another one that they put like a physical clock as I an art that. installation. In York, right. I, I don't know much about oh. that one. I, I've just kind of always like read about like the concept of the doomsday clock yeah. in, in relation to the way the world ends. Right. And so it wasn't necessarily a time, but for the last few years, we've been moving closer and closer to midnight. Oh, God. But is this doomsday clock like, like when, when it hits midnight, it's like, boom, flash done? Or is it like, like people are like, ah, Shit, everything's like running around going I crazy I hope it's a boom done yeah, me too. I don't want to live through yeah, that like, I don't want to live it's just like I don't want to be Will Smith and I am legend yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay I've seen that one yeah yeah. good reference you got it like it's too much like I, I feel like any zombie show stress. I'd probably whoever I'm with I'm like here's what's gonna happen okay I'm gonna shoot you and then I'm gonna shoot me cause we're not gonna make it through this yeah. <laughs> and I'd rather not be eaten by a zombie you know what I mean I kind of would want to see how long it lasts maybe just a little bit you know just a little bit. have it in me but like, imagine like you know, any, have you seen any zombie movies or TV shows? No. Okay, we well should stop Walking watching Dead. Because like they're or like Walking Dead. Sorry. Yeah, because like at first there's like you know widespread panic like we had with COVID. Like people are like buying up all the toilet paper, buying yeah. up all the food, you know, and then then there's rioting and looting like kind of has happened too, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then you kind of hunker down with your with your little tribe and your crew, yeah. and then slowly things like you your know, group of six. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you're just like waiting for, and then shit just slowly starts deteriorating. You you know you're obviously protecting your own shit, and then yeah. like, and then you're isolating, and you're and then you 
go outside and you fucking could either get killed by a zombie or killed by like someone else trying to steal your shit. Fuck. Yeah. When the frenzies happen, you know, everyone gets caught up in it. Yeah. It's like if you look at people like, you know, like the Vancouver riots, it's like these are like people that walk around every day, but one day just took the right thing to happen and everyone just started burning mm-hmm. shit and just going crazy. So, Fuck. I mean, in short, I just hope that it just goes boom and yeah. you don't kind of have to live through the madness of it. The mass hysteria. Yeah. Oh gosh. That would suck. Yeah, well, I mean, no, I'm older, so I've had a lot of life to go here. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. In I'm seven years, I'll be like almost 50. I'm like, fuck, yeah. that's, I'm good. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm good to go. You guys are still being in your 20s and shit. Like, fuck. I can't believe you're almost 50. That's crazy. Listen, <laughs> I said in the doomsday clock, I will be almost 50 then. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So I got some time. I can't even fucking Google doomsday clock or when it is and what the fuck it means and shit. I mean, there's just so many different variations of it. Mm-hmm. So many contexts maintained since 1947. Yeah, I think that's the that's the main. Damn, that's the main one. And is there an actual clock, or they just is it just? A it's theoretical. Yeah, gotcha. so it's a concept, but they move it. They update it every year. Gotcha. Who's they? Um, I think it's like any CNN? organization. The UN. No, not <laughs> I think it's just like a private Donald organization Trump. of and, and the I, Doomsday I, Organization. Yeah, LLC. I guess. <laughs> it could be like a group of scientists or you know, whatever that means. I like it when people say a group of scientists did the studies. Like, yeah, that's like what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, man. Fuck. Yeah. All right. I I, hey, I mean, we're no, gonna no, go no. one day, so it's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I'm like, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't. Like live every life, every day. Like you know, try to. Do as much as you can. Be happy as much as you can. Because it could, like, even, regardless of that, like, you know, you never know. We could walk outside of this door and get hit by a car. Literally, God forbid. But you know what I mean. Like, so it's like you gotta take. Life is short. Life is precious. Life is great. Yeah, you, you gotta live oh. it well and with meaning, honestly, because literally, it can happen anytime. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. That's kind of my thing. Yeah. Anytime. 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 Um, I have some. Uh, I had a, a you know. Buck, when, yeah. I, when I smoke weed, I nice. often have these um, random Epiphanies. thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I usually text Nolan, and he usually writes back, what do you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's share them. Let's but share them. I had an idea. <laughs> yeah, literally. Okay, you know how people are like the anti-vaxxers, or even people in general, about like the vaccine and COVID? Well, maybe I'll start with this. Would you guys take the vaccine for COVID? Or does it depend never, on like... Um, I never thought about, like, I thought that as soon as it'd come out, I would take it, but I never questioned it until I watched the debate last night and how they were talking about whether or not, um, some people were thinking it's safe or not. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, there's actually no way of knowing if I take this vaccine, if it's going to cause me like some type of life altering autism, something down the line, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, fuck, like, what do you do in that case? Cause yeah. I want to get back to normal, but do I take a drug that makes me feel better? Yeah. And but then ultimately kills me. So what's your, got, so your answer is you have to think so about I, it more? I have to think about it more, but I, I would think that maybe I would kind of stick it out. Would you, what if it meant like, if you took the, you can't travel unless you took the vaccine. <gasps> so, which might so be a very but, but what realistic you're asking me then, So what you're asking me then is if I'm going to trade up a few couple, like a <clears> good <throat> chunk of my life to go traveling now. Well, that's not, I mean, well, that's, that's what you're saying. But like, that's what it kind of, <laughs> that's what it could be. Boils down to. Possibly. Yeah. If I would sacrifice, like maybe twenty years of my life for like yeah. now, that's a th- whoa, that's, that's a theory. crazy. See how I kind of wow. Yeah, you <laughs> wow. wowed yourself. Wow. So how do you feel about the vaccine? Um, my feelings are: Would I take it? Yes. Do I think that there's no risks associated? No. 
do I think that everyone at some level is going to be forced to conform? Yes. Because forced it's kind of like... Conform. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's true. Exactly. No, it's well forced, forced vaccines. Yeah, no, not even just forced vaccines in the sense that, okay, no, you can't travel. You can't go to this restaurant. Mm. You can't go to this place. You can't do this. You Without, can't do yeah. this. You can't do this. It's, it's kind of like no one's forcing you to do it, but your lifestyle you really becomes How quite difficult. I Unless mean, we start wearing like labels. I mean, there's probably going to have to be a mark or something. Oh my mark God. of the beast. A mark of the, yeah. That's what a lot of like, religious the people are afraid mark. of. Like I was talking, <laughs> I was talking to my uncle like a few days ago, and he's just like, "Yeah, it's Bill Gates, and it's the mark of the beast, and this is how they're gonna take over." And, this. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I can't, I, I can't laugh at you because I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that's what's going on. Yeah. But, but no not, one can definitively ever say that mm-hmm. they absolutely know yeah. everything. Well, here's my theory. I think, actually, no, I don't even think. This is just a theory that I popped in my head when I was stoned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what if... It's Akio's drug problem. <laughs> <laughs> what if the vaccine is a distraction? Like, you know, oh, everyone's talking about, like, yeah. oh, the vaccine, I don't want to get the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. And you know how everyone is right now just sanitizing their hands? You go to a store, you have to, vac- you have to um, sanitize <laughs> your hand, and then you go into a store two doors down. You got to yeah. do it again. Yeah. And you go into a condo, got to do it again. So yeah. what if... Everyone's are just like let's talk about you know everyone start arguing about the vaccine and how that's gonna be a, the issue and like yeah. we, have, we have to take it we can't they're trying to control our minds but maybe the hand sanitizer <laughs> <laughs> because everyone's using that so fucking that's much and it, and it can't even be fuck it, it definitely the like, like you're, you're like germ your natural like genome or whatever the fuck yeah. it is like it can't be good to be. Like Always, what yeah. drives me crazy is when I go like if I go shopping and I go into like four different stores I have to like sanitize. I'm like hey, yo, I just sanitized yeah. at eleven eighty Homer yeah, and now I'm on eleven eighty two. Or what if you touch your mouth? Fair and, enough. Yeah. But what about so that's my that's my thought. Like, I mean what anything if, is possible. I, I fully believe anything is possible. And the craziest thing is like with <laughs> with this year it's like the Pentagon was like, Yeah, aliens probably exist. Do we have some of the spaceships? And everyone's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like cool. what? <laughs> <laughs> like and as a distraction, it in it's like okay, but coronavirus, like no, 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 no. Yeah. You're saying, what did you say? <laughs> look, if aliens exist, everything we know doesn't doesn't ring doesn't through the way yeah. we think. Like everything, gravity, literally everything that we think about the world. If aliens goes do exist, shit, yeah. goes to shit. And everyone just like breezed past it, like it was like oh, just like topic of the week. Yeah, and very, it's like wait, what? <laughs> aliens might exist, and everyone is like, well, what's next this week? Yeah, what? Yeah, that's. I guess that's what I'm saying. I think we're being distracted, or possibly yeah. being distracted by what, like COVID vaccine, whatever. For the real, like we're just gonna slide this in here. Yeah, I don't what know. Do you, what do you think? No one says nothing about it. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, hundred percent. I think there's I think definitely possible. some like other works at hand. You never for know. Some type of agenda that we just don't know about. Yeah, I mean, I've always said I've said that before on podcasts. I know it's. And there's so many other fucking things that kind of come into my head, like. Like, you know, like all, you know, the defund the police thing, like, which was huge for a while, which yeah. I haven't heard too much about recently. Mm-hmm. But then you even like locally, for example, I can only speak locally. What I like all. Actually, no, I still see the keep the RCMP um, signs around my neighborhood. OK, well, fair. But what about like, have you heard that like the, the bullet holes that are in con- on people's like condo windows and the, what? the abductions that are happening? Oh, yeah. Um, like the stabbings, the random stabbings, a guy with a chainsaw down by Strathcona. Like, all this shit Jeez. is happening, and, you know, I've never really been a defund the police guy. Yeah. I think we need to reorganize and reallocate funds mm-hmm. yeah. for the police and train them better and stuff. Maybe fund them more so they can do that. 
But I would imagine that those some of the people that were saying defund the police on that spectrum really wish like, that there were police to yeah, stop those people. When all those when like when a, a guy's chasing you with a chainsaw, <laughs> who are you calling? You're not you're yeah. you're calling the police. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, the other day I was walking and this guy was like kind of creeping up on me fairly it was like kind of dark you and brought out your bat yeah. no he was kind of you know, he was kind of creeping up on me from the back and i'm like i looked over my shoulder and he kind of looked at me kind of like shocked yeah. or whatever and then i walked in there t- 20 feet and then um i was with a girl and i moved her to the side i'm like i don't know what's gonna happen here but yeah. i have this weird feeling yeah and then he kept on like keeping his distance like like we i'd slow up he'd slow down i'd speed up he'd speed up for like half a block weird and then and then I kind of moved her to the side and moved to the side a bit. And then he mumbled something like, oh, no, just don't worry or something. Like something along those lines yeah. to try to like put me at ease. Was it a crackhead? I, not, he looked like he might have been fucked up, but he wasn't like super cranked out. Right. And then he took, he like went down like a little, like, there's a little like couple steps up and you know how some blocks have a little like breezeway between. Yeah. And I looked at him and he looked like he had something in his pocket. Oh. I mean, his pocket. And then he went and he started like talking to the flowers and looking around. And I'm watching this Sorry, guy. talking to the flowers? Yeah, he was doing, he was fucked up. And he had something for sure in his pocket. I don't know if it was like, a it knife. may have been a lighter. It may have been a, a knife, it was, but it was something. And I'm like, like it might, I mean, I could be just like spinning, but yeah. like, I was like, man, this guy. Would you just be a little bit paranoid? <laughs> possibly. <laughs> but with all this shit, like have you, there was literally a guy with a chainsaw mm-hmm. at Strathcona chasing people saying, I'm going to kill you. There were bullet holes in this girl's apartment in Burnaby or wherever the fuck it was. Yeah. There, are, there, You've seen, I'm sure, on Instagram, the alerts for uh, uh, that uh, guy been trying to abduct girls in Vancouver. Yeah. So it, it's not like, you know, these My things aren't happening. My sister was going on a walk in Surrey, and she's like, I'm kind of scared, because what if he's, yeah. like, in Surrey now? It's yeah. crazy, <laughs> and it's like the mental health thing, like, you know, because, like, I haven't been able, able to work. You know, the drug overdoses are up crazy high. So, I mean, we're getting to that place where it's it's a little bit, Sketchy. You think so? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's I I don't know enough on the topic either which way to to make an opinion about whether defund or don't defund. But I definitely think that, you know, there's definitely two sides to it. And I don't one thing I don't like about how we converse and, and kind of engage in dialogue today is that there's no room for different points and everything is just absolutely good or I absolutely yeah. agree with you or absolutely disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of val- validity on both sides. Totally. But that's never a headline. You'll never see a headline like moderate person makes pretty moderate <laughs> yeah. statement. You yeah. know, like that's just not exciting. Yeah. And yeah. so then that whole side is painted with that extreme. Well, it's kind of like what do you find the police is like, well, you know, on one side, it's like, yeah, w- who's going to keep people safe? But on the other side, it's like, well, what if you're being harassed and that's your experience, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that's mine. I'm not. That's why I said I don't yeah. have enough information to, to be able to say one which way. But if you experience growing up in a certain neighborhood where the only people that harass you are police, you would have a different perspective. Whereas here, that's not, oh, let me not even say here, that's not the case. I don't know that. Yeah. But if that's not your life experience, you'll only look at it from one lens. Very yep. true. And often, defund the police or don't defund the police doesn't leave room for those perspectives that are both logical, both valid, yep. and kind of take into account both experiences. And I think this making opinions absolute or saying, hey, if you agree with this one thing, I hate you automatically. This is not a, a matter of opinion. You hate X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I was like, what? I, I don't think that's any any way that progress will happen on any which side regardless of what your opinion is yeah i mean i and i think people like you young people like need to voice that more often because mm-hmm. i mean that is just like what you said there was like very succinct had a lot of common sense 
wasn't like, you know, it's my way or you're my enemy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. And I see a lot on social media where young people are are kind of saying that yeah. without saying it. Like, No, that's the narrative like, for sure. Un- unfollow yeah. me if you think this is not true or, or whatever. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, what? Like, there's it's so much more than just one statement. Yeah. We, we tend to, like, oversimplify things into bit sizes. Like, oh, okay, like, the extent of your research is, like, two Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the extent <laughs> of your knowledge base on this topic. Yep. And even if you say like, oh, I Googled it, but it's like, yeah, what about confirmation bias? If you if you Google why are cops good, that's the answer you'll get. Yeah. If you Google why are cops bad, that's the answer you'll get. Yeah. So it's kind of like we're, we're this like weird zone where everyone is right all the time and knows everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, I don't know anything about any of this. Like, I'll give you my opinion. These are the the things that I think to be valid. These are the problems that we experience. But because I have an opinion, doesn't make it true. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't understand, like, when we have these conversations, and I don't know what you guys are like outside of here, but, like, everyone I talk to seems to have the same kind of stance as you guys and very rational, where the world, I'm not sure a lot of people share our point of view, and I'm not sure why that is, because I don't think it's really that big of a stretch of imagination to, to, to think that, like, you know, there are differing opinions. There's like, yeah. you can you can disagree with someone. It doesn't mean they're your enemy. I think it's a, like a fear type of thing because people are growing up in a certain situation and are too afraid to open their minds up to other possibilities because it um, hinders what they've been believing in for their entire lives. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? There's a big reason why a huge part of Trump supporters are from, you know, Southern America because... Not South America, but like the you know, like South America, like Chile and Brazil. No, 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 but like, (laughs) (laughs) but the lower part of America is because you know that's the that's rhetoric over there. That that's the the paradigms over there are very in line with what Trump believes in, and those type of people don't. I can't say for sure though, but I don't see a lot of people wanting to change those opinions. But even in the beliefs, even in the debate, like I'm sure Trump and Biden probably agree on some of. Their oppo- their 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 opposing guys' views on things. They can't disagree on every single thing That's that the they're thing. saying, but they will never admit right. that, yeah. like, oh yeah, Donald Trump. Biden will never go like, oh Donald Trump, what you did for the economy here yeah. was good or whatever. But it, it has to be all or nothing, which is like not the way communication works. It's not the way business works. It's not the way relationships work. That's not how yeah. progress works. Boom. Yeah, and Boom. I think a lot of the times is. If you stripped it down on, on the base level, most human beings, regardless of culture or whatever, have similar values. Where it often gets lost in translation is there's a lot of semantics at play. Yeah. It's like, oh, why did you use that word? Or if someone says like, oh, black lives matter, and someone says all lives matter. It's kind of like, well, you know, it's just the semantics. Is what you have a problem with the idea that black is in front of matters? Yeah. Or is it the semantics that people didn't say like black lives matter too? Yeah. Would you have a differing opinion if someone said black lives matter too as opposed to all lives matter? But fundamentally, you should have a problem with anyone being killed in Mm -hmm. any context and not be like, oh, what about me? I I got killed too. It's kind of like, it's the semantics. People are focusing their anger on the wrong part of the problem, the wrong part of the equation. You know what I mean? Like no citizen should ever be happy with anyone dying without due course, regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum, where you fall in your identity politics. Yeah. That's just kind of like a fundamental thing that most people would agree with. Yeah. But it's just like the semantics and how people communicate on, 
on on certain topics and it just kind of creates this situation where it's like dude no no one in their right mind should disagree that someone should just be killed exactly i something that's i just reminded me <laughs> i i kind of giggled when i saw i'm not sure how i feel about it after the fact but driving up up a how or something and i saw a, like a small protest like maybe 20 people and they had signs and the signs said farmers lives matter <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck am i looking at like obviously i believe that you know like i don't i, I I'm gonna say, I think obviously, I think all lives matter. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's, they're it's coming weird. for your kill. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> but tweet storm, which include farmers, farmers. But I'm like, well, I, I just don't understand. Like the like what I couldn't really get behind that sign because I'm like, what are they trying to piggyback off? Right. Yeah. Black yeah, lives yeah, matter. Yeah. Like, what's happening here? Like, I'm sure whatever's happening to those farmers, in particular, is a serious issue mm-hmm. yeah. needs to be addressed. Whether it's like they they don't get funding or or whatever but to like yeah i feel when i see that narrative i'm like okay but the thing is like when people say any of these things they don't necessarily mean them explicitly yeah it represents something so when people have i guess problems with people that say all lives matter they are not saying there's a problem with all lives mattering it's that that rhetoric is associated with a certain group that has other thoughts on certain topics and same way with people that like people that I guess hate Black Lives Matter. They don't necessarily hate the literal meaning no. of that. It's the association yeah. of okay with people that say that. What are they thinking? And you know, I'm a very big advocate for like you know social media technology and all these things in the argument of like oh this controls people. But I'm like you know like you decide what you think and what you do. However, I think in in the case of identity politics, that's the detriment because everyone on each side of the spectrum is only seeing the worst of the other side of yeah. the spectrum and that's just no way to live you know these problems are way more complex than we try and make them seem often to boil down into like three of or four words or one statement and I, that's where i do blame you know how technology has made us more divided and kind of put us in these echo chambers and confirmation biases and you know philosophical traps of Yo, if you love Biden, you'll only see certain things. And if you hate Biden, you'll only see certain things. If mm-hmm. you love Trump, you'll see certain things. Yeah. If you hate Trump, you'll see certain things. Yeah. Regardless of the merit on <clears throat> anything else, you'll only see one side of that picture. Yeah. That's so true, man. That was beautifully said. And it's so scary. I have to say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been I think I think hands down, no disrespect to our other other podcasts that we've done, this has been probably the most enjoyable one for me to have oh you know, guys yeah to have Thank this kind you. of like conversation especially at this time yeah. the, where we are in the world and you know after watching that debate i'm like fuck man maybe mankind or humankind um is fucked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean but to have these conversations where i'm like okay no no that's an isolated thing and trump and biden have their agenda and they're probably pretty nice people maybe in their own right they're just trying to Play that political game, mm-hmm, yeah. which is for I don't I don't know why anyone in the world in their right mind would want that job. <laughs> that seems like the worst job in the fucking world. Literally, like you're just getting shit on yeah. every day. No matter what you do, you're never gonna have you know, hundred percent approval, mm-hmm. and people are always gonna come for you. Like man, that's like, like a lot of. If you look stress. at it on a personality level, like someone like Trump is made for that. Yeah, and someone like Obama is also made for that, but they're very different yeah. people. It's yeah, exactly. It's. It's bizarre though. Like I just don't know. Like, like I don't even like speaking at meetings, let alone like, <laughs> like how we speak to the entire country and try to like 
and like, justify the choices that you think yeah, is best yeah. for everybody. Yeah, because it's oh man, it's just it's yeah. interesting, man. It's fucked, and you have to be ready to do whatever. And like that's the thing is like whether you're more diplomatic and more polished like a, an Obama, or you're more brazen and more brute like a Trump. To be in that position, you have to be prepared to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And that's your responsibility. Not even like in an evil way, like, oh, everyone is evil. But it's like, no, like, with that much power, you, you just have to be prepared to know yeah. what comes with that. Fuck, good luck, America. <laughs> yeah. Have you come out of this? Um, Nolan, I think it's. Yes, uh, sir. What do you want to do today? Buck, so sorry, yeah. I got to let you know. Yeah. Usually you play a little game, a little. A little some, a little some, some at the yeah. end of each podcast. Going again. You know, yeah. just to like you know, lighten it up because sometimes you know it's kind of heavy the stuff we yeah. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so we like to end it on a positive note. Yeah, um, I actually do have a game. He, nice. He yeah. sometimes doesn't come prepared. Sometimes I always come prepared. <laughs> mm-hmm. Akira just doesn't like my games. Yeah, fifty-fifty. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's clear, clear sound. Okay, I don't know. I'm gonna. I, I hate pressing random buttons. It's time for the game. Is it still raining? I hadn't noticed. Boom. Not. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I record these raining? things when I'm super baked. Is it raining? It's exciting. Yeah, that's good. It's yeah. voiceover stuff. That's good. All right, guys. So today our game, yes. because <laughs> it's suiting, because yeah. last night was a presidential debate, right. we're oh. going to have a little bit of a debate ourselves. Oh, yes. no. But Let's go. the catch is, both of you, yeah. I'm going to assign a character, uh-huh. and you are to embody that caricature, yeah. and yes. you are going to try to... Prove to me that you deserve to be the ruler of the free world. <laughs> we have to have like, we have to like, you have talk to do like the that fucking voice. You have to do yeah. everything. Well, I'm so bad at impressions. Oh, I don't go fuck. Terrible. I don't even know what Biden really sounds like, to be honest. We're right. not doing real people. Oh, like, not doing no, 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 oh, no. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're not doing real people. What no, kind of people? no, no. Well, well, we can. Well, but I was thinking like, like Donald Duck and Snoopy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you're gonna be Bugs Bunny, okay. and you're gonna be Elmer Fudd. I don't even know who that is. Uh, uh, you know the guy with the fucking gun and he always tries to kill Bigs Bunny? He doesn't know okay, who he is. Tom huh? and Jerry. I don't think he knows them. <laughs> you know the Tom and Jerry, yeah. They yeah, don't yeah, even yeah. speak. I mean, the, the ice cream guys? But now they're going to have to speak because they want a voice on the fucking Tom. <laughs> I don't even know what they're like. That's up, that's that's the whole point of the game. I thought you were going to do something like, okay, hey, let's go. Yeah, you ready? Wait, wait, so is Tom the cat? Give a minute. Give <laughs> a minute. So you're Tom? I don't know. Who's oh, the yeah, cat? Okay, so I'm Jerry. I'm the, I'm the mouse. and you're. Could it be, could it be Tom and Jerry, the, the ice cream guys? I don't know those. Like Ben and Jerry? Oh, oh Ben and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> okay, I'm the cat or the mouse? You're the You're the cat, right? No, I, I think I'm Tom. the mouse. You're you're the cat. He, he's okay. the cat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, ready? You have a minute each. No interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> ready? That What's a, what are we debating? Yeah. <laughs> oh. like, Go. <laughs> no, you're proving to me that you deserve to be the leader of the free, free world. What makes you better? Okay, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Ready? That. And right. you can, you can like, you can make up anything. You could be yeah, like, obviously. oh, he's part of the party that yeah. like, yeah, no problem. Eats. I got rotten it. fish. Okay. I understand the game. Okay. Set. Go. My proponent, Jerry over there, would just love to eat cheese and run around and be a little gnat all the time. Well, I would like to put traps for those little rascals, <laughs> always trying to steal our morsels of food. Are, I'm talking to you, America. Are your family starving? I know my family was, and all we wanted was some cheese. But you know who had that cheese? Jerry. And if Jerry does wins this election, he's going to just have a monopoly on all the food, and everyone's going to go hungry. So my point is this. When you see Jerry running around, he's basically mocking you. 
I've been trying to chase this motherfucker for 10 <laughs> years. Haven't caught him once. Do you want to chase someone for 10 years? Or do you want to have four years of peace, cheese, and traps? Thank you, America. <laughs> God bless America. Right. Is that a minute? Had, uh, what was that? Oh, it's, it's timed? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, you're good. You're good. Well, okay, no, my, my moderator didn't tell me nothing. And one other thing go off. Okay, I'll do the other one. Okay. Oh, shut the fuck up. You getting a text? I don't know. DM? I don't know. No, it's my alarm. So we're going to time it? Yep. So ready? I'm ready. Let's Set. go. America, I come to you today as an ordinary citizen. I mean, as an ordinary citizen, like you all are. Today, we're having a conversation with my opponent, Jerry, who time and time again attacks me and Fake my news. kind Fake for news. no reason. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! <laughs> no dropping! I'm sorry. Attacks me and my kind for absolutely no reason. He speaks about the stealing of cheese. If you look at it, fundamentally he's a cat he belongs <laughs> in the house he gets fed so not only does he get fed but it's not enough for him he gets fed to oppress me and my kind and then after that it's not enough that i take the crumbs that he leaves over when he's four that's not enough for people like tom what they want to do is take food from you after they have been fed they want to take the little crumbs that you make and put up cheese laws that allow them to keep the bulk of the cheese and paint you out to be the v villain in this situation. I implore you to look at the facts and vote for me. You know what? Wow. I'm going to vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Fuck. I mean, I don't know if it was the accent or, or the big words he used. I'm like, oh, damn. I think I I'm like, fuck, Jerry's popular 1%. Yeah, yeah. My stock just went down. He reversed that whole cheese thing on me real quick. <laughs> going on, buddy. We need to investigate you. God bless America. <laughs> All right, guys. So how can they um find uh, how can we uh, find Chaos Club? Yeah. Fuck yourself on social media. Right. So I uh, can follow Chaos Club at Chaos Club Digital. Our website is chaoscd.com. Uh, my Instagram is buk.cc for Chaos Club, obviously. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, and that's it. And check out the new Kellen EP that just came out last night and the Jmon single Tuesdays in July that came out two days ago. Perfect, Buck. That was an amazing conversation it with is. you. So I think good. both of us were very happy to have this conversation with yeah, you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank I, you I, I having feel you. smarter. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you are incredibly like well spoken and thank you. Like, I've, like, there's some shit going on in that brain. <laughs> Appreciate that. Facts. I'm intimidated. What are our handles? Uh, you can find us at <laughs> PNC underscore podcast or our personals at Nolan Prasad or Akio Kaya. Thank Ooh. you guys for fucking listening to a new episode of Post Not Clarity. All right, stay safe. Guys, cheers. Bye. Bye.